Today, we're getting into the nitty gritty of how to create a family budget. So this is very hands-on, very practical, and we know you're going to find it super useful. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey everybody, this is episode number 61, and we are going to be getting into the nitty gritty of actually creating your family budget. We've done this, we've had to revisit it. You know, we haven't always been consistent mm-hmm. with keeping a budget, you know, with moves or job transitions, like it just changes everything. It does. I mean, there's, we lived in housing markets where we went from one house to the next house and the next one was like six times the cost of the first one right. because of the market. Yeah. It was a smaller home. Right. So whenever you have these big transitions, you have to go back and revisit your family budget. So this isn't yep. something that you set and you're done. You know, every time there's a transition in employment or even an income, income in some way, uh, if you're self-employed, you kind of have to roll with this. Yeah. If you're moving between locations, it costs different amounts to live in different parts of the world. Absolutely. Yeah. So what I thought today is we could start with some research and then go to best practices from experts, not researchers per se in the field, just because there's not a huge amount of research research on this, but there is a lot of you know, expertise. Okay. I'm, I'm making a distinction there. It's, it's not going to be as academic today. Okay. Okay. So before that, we had a review from Chris. It says, I found your podcast a few weeks ago and I've listened to all of them. Oh, wow. Which is quite a bit of listening. But he yeah. says, such an inspiration. I'm holding out hope for my marriage and the time I spend with you guys through the podcast shures up my resolve to keep the faith and not to give up. Thank you both so much for your ministry and sharing your life experiences and knowledge. Listener for life. Chris, P.S., Love your bloopers. Okay, Chris isn't the first one to say he loves the bloopers. So I want to know what the bloopers are. The bloopers? It's that little um, bit that we do at the end of our recording that most people don't know about unless they stick around and listen for it. Yeah, but I've never heard them either. Oh, I see. Well, that's odd. I wonder how you miss them. <laughs> Which makes me worried. Anyhow, back to the experts in the field. Back to Chris. We're praying for your marriage. And thank you for the review. We appreciate awesome. it. Yeah. Okay. So I thought for a at the start, we should separate what we know from what we don't know. It's kind of good technology. So okay. there are a lot of good, sound, recommended financial practices. Mm-hmm. And those practices come from good, high-quality resources. And following those financial practices actually works. And it will produce greater net worth and increase life satisfaction. Okay. Just taking care of financial matters. Mm-hmm. But we also know that only a minority of people actually use them, Okay. which leads me to what we don't know. So we don't know why many people don't use them. So Mm -hmm. you as our listener may not be budgeting. We don't know why that is. There's periods of time we've gone through where we haven't used them. Is there a real good reason why? We just got lazy, I think. Yeah, some. Yeah. And then we don't also don't know why. And this is another common reality. This is from uh, some researchers called Muskie and Winder. We don't know why when people do use them, they don't use them properly. So there's a lot of us that go half-heartedly about this as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. So why I say that is I just want to put this on the table to have a discussion with your spouse and get the stuff out there, not to fight about it or to try to talk each other into doing it, but just aim for understanding and understanding why 
your spouse or why you do not want to actually follow through with a budget. Okay. So what's the meaning of that? What's like behind the, their resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know that there's, there's some of our listeners are going to go home and bang out this awesome budget and your spouse is going to be like, good for you. Let me know how that goes for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just whatever, <laughs> right? And yeah. they're going to go on doing their own thing. And that kind of sucks when you've got a budget and you've got dreams and meaning tied to it and your, your spouse is just like, whatever. I want to just- want to spend. Right. But I think that this happens because we don't get to the dreams behind the budgets. We just see it as like limitations and rules. Yes. And- there's, the meaning is not communicated because okay. it's easier to talk about facts and about numbers and to whip up a spreadsheet than to say, you know what? Like I grew up in a home where there was no security and it's really important to me to create security, right. financial security. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So have that conversation. Yeah. If you can't figure it out, if you can't make it work, give me a call. This is exactly the type of thing I love to help people with through coaching and counseling. And, you know, if you think about the cost of a few months of coaching to get this sorted and get you guys aligned, there's a huge return on that investment if you both end up with a budget you like and are reducing debt and saving for the future and you're on the same page emotionally. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to struggle for months and months with this. Go to onlyyouforever.com. There's a link at the top. It says, get in touch. Click that. Shoot me a note. We'll set up a time to talk. I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking you on a date for lunch, so. Yep. You're already taken care of, girl. Okay. Here's what helps people make progress against financial goals. These two primary things. Okay. Number one, personal qualities, such as discipline Mm -hmm. and knowledge, like you've educated yourself about it. Yeah. Number two, action. Like just actually doing it. Yeah, just do it. The good old Nike logo. This is from O'Neill et al. who were looking at this, right? Which tells me that it's possible for everyone who wants to do it. So if you want to create a budget, you can do this. Right. Right. Because personal qualities can be developed and action is the result of a choice. And anyone can make choices, right? Yeah, yeah. So think about it. And I was thinking, you know, we know some, we all know some families that we maybe describe as, they look a little chaotic and disorganized, Mm -hmm. but they're at church every Sunday. Okay. And it might just be one of the few things that they do consistently, but why do they do that? Because it's important to them. Yes, it's important to them. So they organize their life around it. Yeah. So whatever is floating around in their universe of randomness, you know, this is a fixed point for them. That's and good. if you both decide that a family budget is important to you, you can make this happen. So that's some okay. encouragement for you. That's good. And I, I think that, again, comes back to having a good conversation to find out where each of you are at. Then take action, make decisions together, get help if you need it. I think this conversation thing is so important because I've made up budgets. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. You know, without the conversation, you're just like, what do you mean I can't buy this? Yeah. And we're in the store and it's like, I've got my hands on it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We can't afford that this month. Yeah. And it doesn't go over very well. No. No, there was that time I was kicking and screaming on the floor. Oh, give me a break. (laughs) (laughs) Six feet tall and having a tantrum. All right. You just totally like undermined my really good point. (laughs) With my humor? Oh, I'm sorry. All right, just keep going. Would you like me to remind it or? No, you just have your temper tantrum on the floor. Okay. And... It was a good point though. Can't remember what it was, but I'm sure it was a good point. Um, yeah. Okay, so for this next part, Verlinda, I'm blending content from both the Australian government, ASIC, whatever that stands for. They had some really good material around this. Mm-hmm. And Dave Ramsey, American author, writer, Financial speaker. guru. Yeah, personal finance guru. 
he's a, just a master in this subject area. So, and there's links for both of those in our show notes, but both resources are really valuable. And I'm trying to take the best of both of them here and I'm blending them because they really get along well. So this is how you make a budget. And I know this whole idea of making a budget can be overwhelming for you, but really going to break this down. We're going to make it accessible for you. So the really high overview of where we're going for the next few minutes is number one, we want you to track your current spending. Number two, you're going to compare your money in versus your money out. Number three, you're going to prioritize where you want your money to go. And number four, you're going to take steps to make your money work for you. So there's four parts here. Okay. okay. And you might be wondering, do, do you have a template that I can use to lay this budget out so I can easily see everything and it's all there in front of me? Well, yes, we do. We have this awesome Excel workbook we'd like to email you a link to. To get this file, to get that email and start planning your budget, text the word podcast to 9292 spouse. Message and data rates may apply. But all you need to do is text the word podcast to 9292spouse and we'll email you a link to the Excel file that will help you to lay all this out. It's super easy to use and I know you're going to love it. Number one, track your current spending. Okay, this takes a little patience because you want to set up categories and amounts right off the bat. But first, you got to know what you're dealing with and assess your current situation. Yeah. So you have to know what's coming across your plate each month. Don't try to change anything at this point. Just create a bin or a box on your counter or by your bed or something and put all of your receipts in it for that month or create a spending diary if you want. Write it all down. And you want to do this for a period of time, at least a week. It's better if you do it for a pay period, but I think the best is if you do it for a month. Yeah. Then you actually capture everything that's going on. Yeah. Usually a month gets almost everything. I would recommend here. Yes. Yeah, receipts are good, but you also need to go like into your online banking, like your debit account, because you might have things that come out automatically that you don't have a receipt for. Yeah. And or your visa bill or yeah. whatever. I guess some could be coming to your email too, right? Yeah. So just think about all those sources and then capture them all. Yeah. Yeah. Every penny that's going in or out. And, and this is going to help you make better choices in step three. Step three. Yeah, which we'll come to about where you want your money to go. Oh, okay. I mean, you're yeah. going to use it all the way through, but yeah. Okay, so number two. So that's number one is you want to is you want to track your current spending. Number two is to compare money in and money out. So this is about getting clear on your income. Yeah. Get your pay slips or your bank statements if there's any interest being earned. If there's investment statements that are giving you income in the short term, if your income is variable, uh, the general recommendation there is that you average it out. And you make an estimate based on your last year's earnings of what your income is going to be look like. Now, you had a comment about variable income too. Yeah. Like if you're not sure what your income is going to be from month to month, you need to live on last month's income. So So that that might be a way to... That would be a way to make sure you know exactly what's coming in. Because, okay, what is this? June, July? I can't go on July 1st and set up a budget... Mm-hmm. Not knowing what my income is going to be that month. Or from July's. From July to July 1st to 31st. Yeah. But I can go from June 1st to 30th and say, okay, that's my income. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have to spend in July. Okay. And then whatever comes in in, in July is August income. Yep. And I'm budgeting against that. And that way, you know what your disposable income is that month. Not disposable. Well, not but- disposable, but what's at your disposal. Yeah, what you can use. So yeah. let, let me ask the question then, what, you know, I don't have a month's income laying around. Right. So how do I get from where I am to that? You save. Ooh, you mean I can't buy? It might take you a few months of yeah. really strict spending. Yes. But the freedom it will give you. So you're slowly just putting this 
buffer. You're building a, a buffer. Building a buffer, yeah. Or some people, like if you get a tax refund. It'll just set you ahead right away. Rather than spend it on a holiday yeah. or something big, you know, that you've been yeah. wanting to buy. Maybe. It, just use that as your month's income and then the next month, like that just buys you a month kind of thing. So maybe that year you buy stress relief instead of buying a holiday. Yeah. And that's another thing I was thinking going through this, like so much of it is going to be negative, like what you can't afford, what you can't buy, mm-hmm. what you can't. But if you can turn it around and see like what this is buying you. Mm-hmm. The peace in your home, in your marriage. And not going into debt. Yeah. Not having stress. Yeah. So in some ways, the way we talk about it, it's almost going to sound negative, but this is a really positive building block. Right. Right. Okay. So that's a good kind of sidebar on variable income, which is super helpful. But if you're on a salary or you have more regular income, I think a great thing to do is just figure out how much money is going out from the work you did in step one. That's, you know that, right? Right. And use your, your best guess if there's some other things that you should consider that aren't, that aren't in there, like car maintenance or that kind of thing. Like now, a rainy day fund. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then in step two here, what you want to do is compare that out to the end, right? So if you're spending less than you earn, then your budgeting at that point is about balancing spending versus saving. Right. So you're kind of, yeah. your outflow is going into two categories, spending or saving, right? Yeah. But if you're in the place where you're spending more than you earn, then budgeting becomes, it has a different priority. Its priority then is about reducing your expenses so you don't keep creating debt. Yes. That's your step one. Yeah. So don't even worry about life savings in your future at this point. We just have to manage things down to debt reduction. Yeah. Okay. So your goal for step two is to compare money in and money out and choose the right course of action. Okay. Good? Yeah. Step three, prioritize where you want your money to go. Oh, and this is where the conversation comes in. <laughs> Why do you sound so excited about that? Well, because this is where we struggled. Yeah. And I have no doubt that there's other people struggling the same thing. Like, yeah, we can run all the numbers through a spreadsheet. Yeah. But until we are on the same page as to where we mon- we want our money to go, we're always going to have that friction. Yeah. Yeah. So I think generally or broadly from the stuff that I was looking at, there's three categories of money for every family. Okay. Number one, income. Yeah. Number two, needs expenses. So yeah. those expenses for things that you really do need. Yeah. Number three are wants expenses, things that you want. And the wants category would include things like saving, eating out, entertainment, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So the first step is to highlight on your list of expenses all of the needs. First step in this step. Okay. The first sub-step. These are the basic necessities. Now, for some, you might consider your housing a need. And we all do need to live in a house, right? But what in a home? Of some sort. But what you could consider is if the level or quality of housing you're in is truly a need or a want. Right. And look toward making adjustments there because that's a huge expense usually for most people is their housing, right? Yeah. So do you need to live at the level you are living at? True needs are things like food, gas to get to work, reasonable clothing expenses, utilities, being able to live in a home that just keeps you dry, warm, and safe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So wants are things that you could that you want, but you could do without if you had to. And on these, you want to ask the question, what can I cut out or cut back? And I found a helpful concept here, which is just thinking about switching or saving. So on the switch idea, it's like, are there memberships or subscriptions you could cancel or get for a lower cost? So switch to a lower priced option. Oh, okay. Like gyms, clubs, magazines, online gaming. Are there less expensive options? Yeah. Is there a cheaper mobile phone plan? 
can you shop around for a better deal on a car or contents insurance? Okay. Are you paying more for health cover? And this is in in parts of the world where folks have to pay for their health uh, insurance. Are you paying more than you need? Could you switch to a super fund with lower fees? What's a super fund? It's a different way of... Bank account? Yeah. Okay. So there's the whole switching idea. And then there's saving, right? So what can you get for free or cheaper elsewhere? So can you use the internet at the library? Okay. And this is tough, right? But I mean, if if you got to, if your outflow is more than your income... These you are the hard questions. Yeah. Can you watch Freeview instead of cable TV? How could you spend less on groceries? <laughs> like take a list, only buy what's on the list. Mm-hmm. Look for home brand products or no-name products, as they call them here in Canada. Look for items on special. Can you buy in bulk if you're going to use it all before it's expiry? Mm-hmm. Can you only go shopping once every two weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any ideas? Yeah, you're, you do our grocery shopping, so. I do, and what... I've had to learn was like a special, something on sale, on special, is not a special if I don't use it. And don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. So I might like, oh, broccoli's on sale. So I buy like this huge thing of broccoli and then it goes bad in my fridge because I didn't use it. Well, that was still a waste of money, even though it was a really good price. Right. So I'm a huge advocate of a list. Yeah. Planning and only buying what's on your list. Yeah. Make a menu plan. Yes. So other ideas in the save category are, can you reduce your spending on eating out? Can you make lunch instead of buying takeout? Mm -hmm. Uh, When you have a dinner party or some kind of social gathering, can you make it more potluck or have everybody bring a plate? Right, right. Can you save on your electricity bill by switching appliances off instead of leaving them in standby mode? Can you use a fan for parts of your day instead of air conditioning? Hmm. All those kinds of questions help you save. Yeah. So... When you go through all this and you're having all this, the switch things and the save things and you're comparing and you're looking down your list of expenses, you want to list out all your savings and all your cuts, right? And then ask yourself and discuss with your spouse, are these realistic? Can we really achieve them? Yeah. And this is the part where you write up your budget. You can use the Excel sheet that we've mentioned and we'll, we'll mention how you can get that one more time at the end. But you want to put stuff into categories and decide based on your needs and the wants that you want, what you will spend in each category on a monthly basis. And then add everything up and check if the outflow is less than the inflow. And you got to keep revising this budget until the outflow of the money is less than the income. Yeah. The inflow. Okay? Yep. So that was number three. Number four, take steps to make your money work for you. So this is the part where you put this all into action. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's recommended that you pay important bills by direct deposit. Things like rent or mortgage, personal loans or car payments, paying off a backlog of credit card or store debt. So these important bills, and we're going to get into debt reduction specifically on a separate episode. Okay. Uh, It's two episodes from this one, I think. But those important things that have to happen, get them happening automatically so you don't miss them. Okay. And smooth out your big bills. And again, we're going to talk about this next time, but if your car insurance is $1,200 every year, save 100 bucks a month so you don't get the $1,200 surprise, right? Yes. Yeah. And, And then for sure, you'll want to revisit your budget or revisit these points, you know, every month or so, making sure that, and this is a big principle from Dave Ramsey, he says, make sure that every dollar has a place to go. And I know you use YNAB for budgeting. Mm-hmm. And YNAB is the same thing. They say every dollar has a job, right? Yeah. So you want to consider things like birthdays, holidays, other special events of the month. Every dollar needs a home. And if you don't plan to spend it, you must plan to save it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it disappears, especially with a guy like me in the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to tracking spending, 
some folks might find it helpful to use an envelope system for things that are really problematic. So that's where you figure out your budget. You set a specific dollar amount in an envelope for food, another envelope for restaurants and entertainment, another envelope for gasoline, another one for clothing. So the purpose of the envelope systems is to curb your spending and to teach you the quality of discipline. So we talked about having a personality traits that help us achieve these things. Mm-hmm. Well, this is one we can learn the quality of discipline so that when you run out of grocery money, you eat leftovers and you dig through your freezer. Yeah. You start mining that thing to see what's in there, right? Yeah. And if your gas money is gone, you start carpooling. It's really, you're learning yourself this lesson the hard yeah. way, if I can abuse the English language like that. Because it really forces you to start to think about the consequences of your spending and what you choose to spend it on. Right. Go ahead. This is kind of going back to point tracking your spending, which might be point number one or something like that. But I know a family and Mm -hmm. they had a reduction in income. So they were trying to find out, you know, where their money was going and what they could do to change it. And so they tracked spending Mm -hmm. and they realized that they spent four, I think it was $400 a month at Starbucks. Whoa. Right? You go through the drive-thru. Yeah. It's five bucks a day. You go on the way to work. You go on the way home. That's 10 bucks a day. Right. You know, maybe you get a muffin to go with it in the morning. You're looking at yeah. 15 bucks a day. Yeah. And so they went out and they bought like the big Humongo super duper coffee makers. Yeah. Which is super expensive. And at first look, it's like, why on earth did you spend so much money on that? Yeah. But they are now saving $400 a month. Nice. Because they're not driving through nice. the drive-thru anymore. Yeah, that's why it's so useful to sit down and go through this. And they didn't have a clue huh. that they were spending that much huh. on coffee. Well, when we get off this recording, you'll have to tell me who that is because I'm really curious to know. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Anyways. But I mean, that whole going through that is, is useful, right? But that also goes back to your point about discipline and yes. learning discipline. Yeah. Because you know what? It takes a few minutes at home before you leave. Right. To make that coffee. And it's a little bit harder than sitting in the drive through. Right. Yeah. But know? it's a quality that serves in many areas of life. Yeah. And it's one you can learn in the trenches of living out your budget. And then taking action and doing it. So that you create the life that you want. Yeah. Right. So again, if you're looking for a template to lay this budget out, I have an awesome Excel workbook, Microsoft Excel. You can email you a link to this. And to get this file and start planning your budget, text the word podcast to 9292 spells. And we will send you a link to that. So you're you're absolutely going to love it. So that's all for today on this subject of how to create your family budget. All right. Well, they can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 61. And remember, we're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So if this was helpful to you, we'd love it if you could help us spread the word, share this with others who would also be blessed by it. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.